Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. To the song. It just sounds like rules for dating. We're always happy, last we live in here, that's our philosophy. Sing along with us, Yeah. When you listen to these lyrics, you go, Fly nowadays. <laughs> have a drink, have a drive. Go out and see what you can find. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> the Sons of Slam does not condone drinking and driving. No, the following song is not past. Some some, some songs age with fine like fine wine. This one does not. But it's it's a fun song. I love it. My dad always referred to it as the the song where the guy farts in it. Now where's that? In the beginning, you hear it. He goes, ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> 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 That's a like the. Uh, dad, a solid dad fart joke always hits. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of. And I, I say this to all my friends, and they're like, oh, shit, I never noticed that. I've said this before in the, with this song. If you listen very closely, I'm going to tell you where it comes up. Here, there's a fart in the song here. It's coming right now. Right? Where he goes, oh. Right now. Did you hear that? <laughs> Did you hear there's a, there's a fart. There's a fart in the song. Let me see if I can. That's great. Uh, Eddie Money rips it in the beginning of the song. That's amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, let's get into it. Sons of Slam is in your ear. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. How are you, sir? It's been a long time no here. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, as as Mungo Jerry put it, in the summertime, <laughs> when the weather is nice, we may not record a week or two. <laughs> <laughs> we may have to take off and take a break from this hard living that we do. Um yeah, wrestling and sports and stuff. This is kind of like the the dreary, dull days of sportdom when it's like that that 
lingering area of, of summer where there's the break, the all-star break. I believe break. they call it the dog days of summer. The dog days of summer where there's nothing going on in sports because it's the all-star break, all-star game tonight. Um, congratulations my to, hat. to Juan Soto. The nice, very nice Yankee hat. Why does it have a star? Like, it looks like an asterisk. Why, why is there an all-star game? Oh, that's what it means. Is I don't it? know. It's just the ones that they use in the all-star game. Did you not see the derby? They were wearing the... I have the Derby ones, which are but the, the logo with the star next to it, like that. Yeah, I, I did not see that. Did not see that. Okay, all right, fair enough. I, I didn't know what it was. I thought it looked like from from Zoom camera, it looks like an asterisk. <laughs> it's like what what did we do no, wrong? No, that's the Astros. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. What do we do uh, wrong that we need an asterisk next to our, our logo? The Yankees um, have done nothing wrong in history ever. Okay, well that's not true at all. But sure. Hey, hey, it's not true. <laughs> You're wearing a Cooperstown shirt, man. Whose side are you on? Uh, listen, I first of all, I, my, of of the two Cooperstown shirts, uh, I love them both, and uh, the Hall of Fame was amazing. By the way, if you ever go to the Hall of Fame, uh, I've been. What a dick to get to, jeez. Yeah, it's in the weirdest place ever. I went with Rob uh, and his wife, and uh, didn't uh, didn't account for the fact or, or remember because last time I was there was when I was a kid, way back when. So I didn't know that my dad drove through farmland to get to mm-hmm. Cooperstown. It's like it's. There's no straight highway road. It's it's all farmland roads, and then if oh, it's even next f- to a college town, it's right by Oneonta. Oh, okay, like that should tell you how much stuff actually goes on out there. Mm, nothing, nothing, because <laughs> all this stuff is happening in Oneonta. <laughs> Other than uh, than Hall of Fame weekends, where it's a place that gets absolutely mopped. I don't think I I keep saying. Uh, I kept saying that I would want to go back, like for a Hall of Fame, if someone that I, I loved. And the amount of photos that we've seen there of the people that just bombard the town, I would never want to do that. It's a shit As show. As of now, there's only two people I would have gone to to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and they're already inducted. There's one, per- and they're already inducted. <laughs> it's Jeter and, and Mo. Jeter and Mo. Yep. <laughs> and Jeter there's Mo. one other person I would go for the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, mm. and when. When, not if, when Judge he gets inducted, I would love to go. That'd be awesome. Judge. No. No? <laughs> Jeez. That would be one Mr. Barry Bonds. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I can't. I can't co-sign on that. I'll even wear my San Francisco Asterix uh, <laughs> hat. He can go in the uh, in that wing, <laughs> the, the side Asterix uh, wing. They don't have that wing, but. Listen, all I'm saying is to keep Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Roger Clemens, probably A-Rod, and Rafael Palmero Mm -hmm. out of the Hall of Fame, that's like baseball. That that is baseball of the past 20 years. That it is. I feel like that. Them and Mo and and Jeter. that, That era of baseball, I equate to. The attitude era in that it's heyday like late 90s baseball was the absolute shit like it was it was amazing and and that's coming after it was a, the best time of baseball after a strike uh yep uh, to have them come back and which the I yankees would have won that year would have been number tw- like 23 at that time yes of a total of 28 now but we'll we'll, we'll get that soon um the the idea that bud Selig was i i feel and and not alone in this thought, kind of let this happen under his watch, knowingly, even though he denied it tooth and nail. Um, 
to lift up the sport. It worked. But to the detriment of these guys taking the fall long term, you will never see them in the Hall of Fame. And you might see them in the Hall of Fame as like a Harold Baines kind of like, okay, you were good, but you weren't the greatest to get inducted in the moment. So we'll put you in the, you know, the, the legends category, <laughs> um, whatever they're, they're calling it. But that's a shame. And I don't care what anybody says. That Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame. Yes. No, I, I completely agree with it. And, and Roger and Clemens and, and anybody else that, that jacked themselves up. McGuire should never be in the Hall of Fame. Sammy Sosa should never be in the Hall of Fame. That's just ridiculous. Why? That's, why would you? To put, me, that's ridiculous. Why are we putting cheaters in the Hall of Fame? Because, <laughs> because no, I want to hear this explanation. Go on. Why are we putting cheaters in the Hall of Fame? Why are we putting people that did it legit next to people that didn't? Just like the if you, only. I'm sorry. Just like they they recognize the Astros for their 2017 win, even they even though they cheated, it's still there. Are we? Are we? We're putting asterisks next to them as well as these people that should be inducted into the Hall of Fame? Yes, we have. We have put asterisks next to them. Everybody knows it. It's you, like the 1919 Chicago White Sox. You you have. Society has. They they have, and the Hall of Fame hasn't. It's still there. Okay, so then it, it doesn't there's, there's nothing... raise the point in my favor that well, why are the Astros there for their 2017 World Series win? <clears throat> Excuse me. But the person who has the most home runs in Major League Baseball history is not. Because he did it with steroids. Okay. So you can condone you can get past one form of cheating, also but one, you can't get past another. Also, one thing also you vote for one. You don't vote for the other. Regardless of cheating, the Astros still won the whole thing. They won it. This is true, but it's still two different it's you like saying you're gonna cheat on your girl with her best friend instead of her sister. Does it make it that much better? I'm trying to think of that scenario. I mean, for you, it makes it awesome. <laughs> <It's> but does <laughs> it make it that much better? In her eyes? Um, we, we're talking. No. Okay, no, it doesn't. But we're talking about one team as opposed to how many people are, are, are on this list? Right now, sit, bro, uh, Pujol, didn't Pujols come out and say that he had juiced? Did he? No. I don't remember that. Uh, I know Ortiz was, I for, I Ortiz was, on, the, far, Ortiz was yeah, on the or, list and he got voted oh, in. Okay. Okay, so listen, that opens up the door. That's fine. That's that's all well and good. Listen, if they vote him in, it, at this point, they can't. It's been 10 years. So you can't actually, by rules, you can't vote him in anymore. Tory Wilson is in the WWE <laughs> Hall of Fame. Okay. Thank you for bringing There's it back, no by the way. There's no reason why the greatest Full hitter in all of Major League Baseball history is not in the Baseball Hall the of Fame. The greatest hitter in all of Baseball history, parentheses, jacked, close parentheses, should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Let's 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 separate careers like the WWE does. Let's separate gimmicks. Sure. Okay. Ric Flair can go in as a two-time Hall of Famer because he was in Horseman and the Horseman, and individual. he also had an incredible career himself. One of the best of all time. Yes. Exactly. Do you think Barry Bonds' career before the steroids is Hall of Fame worthy? Mm, maybe. I, that's 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 yes. hard to answer. It's hard to answer because y- you won't know. I can't tell you what the trajectory of his career would have been had he not gone from a, a rail of a man to, you know, King Kong Bundy. I, I what don't do know. You think the, what do you think the Major League Baseball's policy is on uh, cocaine use? Uh, it's frowned upon. Frowned upon. Yes. Got it. The same as steroids. Got it. 
So one could take cocaine and then pass a drug test because it exits the system faster than weed does. Mm-hmm. And everything would be okay. Uh, you sure? It's unfucking believable. Listen, if if <laughs> if cocaine was able to make you hit a 99 mile per hour fastball, I'm sure everybody would be doing it. No, but you'd be fucking stealing every goddamn base in the world. <laughs> How did Ricky Henderson's record just get broken in two months? That's amazing. Two words. <laughs> Eric Clapton said it best. Cocaine. <laughs> two it's one word. Two words. It's one word. Cocaina. Uh, all right. Anyway, moral of the story is drugs are bad. Okay. Okay. Let me just moral of the story is drugs are bad, but Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Sure. Next as, topic. As is as a as a separate wing contender. Absolutely. Uh, listen, honestly, at this point, I'm okay to put a fucking asterisk next to his name. Don't mention what the asterisk is. Have that be like a, a fairy tale. Well, they should. <laughs> That's it's only a myth. Like I want my grandkids to go there with my freaking kid and go, Papa, what? <laughs> what does this asterisk mean? Pa-pa-pa. And you go, and and I will tell my kids, and uh, it will be ingrained in the in their memory. And sure. I go, whatever they said, it doesn't matter. It, that asterisk means he's one of the greatest. He's, so, he's players special. Of all time. He's, he's, he, it means he's, he's special. Extra special. He's extra special. He's so special <laughs> that they removed him and didn't vote for him for ten years, and then they just put him in out of pity. I get it. Unfucking believable. <laughs> Listen, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds should not be in the Hall of Fame. Let's just put. They both should be. They both should not should be. <laughs> A one hundred percent bullshit. Absolutely, man. absolutely. Like, not. You're ne- nobody's ever going to change my mind on that. You're saying drugs are okay to use as long as you can hit the ball. I'm not saying drugs are okay to use. However, please hit me with this. However, <laughs> regardless of the, regardless of how jacked you can be, you still have to put your eye on the ball. Barry Bonds was one of the best to ever do. Understood, that. understood. But if you have everybody on the same level. That's all well and good. But if you are taking something to il- il- uh, elevate your level of greatness compared to everybody else, how is that fair? How do you explain Barry Bond? If he's so jacked and was taking, you know, all the steroids in the world, everything that The Rock is jacked up on, how do you explain his stolen base records? Because he's on, how he's on P- steroids, how dude. Does, steroids. How does PEDs make you run faster? It makes that you stronger. It makes you stronger. What are you talking okay, about? But how does making you stronger make you run faster? It it strengthens your entire body. All right, but it's <laughs> more weight. My head, it's more weight. You're not gonna be able to run faster. Uh, it's the same thing as uh, Aaron Judge when he's when he steals a base. He, the, the guy's 275 pounds at six ten. Like he's, right. he's fast. What, what? <laughs> Before we move on, I just want to I would just want to point one thing out. Had Barry Bonds looked like that from the beginning, mm-hmm. and would anybody have bad an eye on it? Like Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge looks like that from when it he was It wasn't just him, though. You're talking about Barry Bonds. It wasn't just him. You, you, the reason why the 90s, late 90s for baseball was so good was because of McGuire and Sosa and their race to, to 61. Oh, yes, absolutely. So and then if those guys. In the early 2000s. Yes. Uh, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. not because they kind of do resemble each other slightly. Mm-hmm. McGuire Sosa was the Rock Austin. A hundred percent. Okay. A hundred percent. Sure. Barry Bonds, however, in my head, is the John Cena of baseball. <laughs> Same time frame. Uh-huh. His big, his peak was 02. 
That's when he was getting walked with the bases loaded. Right. I don't know. I just remember being so, as a kid, I was so captivated by the fact that he was able. And then when he, when they came out that he was taking steroids, I was like, all right. I mean, he can probably afford it. (laughs) You got to do what you got to do to make your car, to, to make your body better. Think of it as like a race car, right? Yes, I could some put, people are some people are more well funded. I could put than, than other race I cars. I put are. regular like high test oil in my car, or I could put nitrous in it and have a temporary boost. But is it long term going to affect my car? Yes, probably. Exactly. Will. That's fine. So it's okay. But you're going to win that race. You're going to win the race if that's legal. Sure, absolutely. If every car has nitrous, then by all means, have at it. Yeah. If I'm riding my Toyota uh, Toyota, Toyota uh, Celica, which I, I don't have, but I had that jacked up with, with nitrous, and then there's the uh, the Camaro next to me. I mean, that's bro, you jack up your Toyota Celica with nitrous, it might explode. Explode. <laughs> I don't think those cars are meant to go that fast. What a weird conversation. Let's move on. Um, segway. What a call out for a Toyota Celica, though. God damn. Try to pick the. That was a pull. That was a good pull. on you. Yeah, thanks. Out of my ass. Uh, we we. What do we talk about for two weeks? Nothing, because really, I don't know what too much news, like like major wrestling news, has occurred since then. We just have build up for SummerSlam. We had uh, week one of Fighter Fest, which I'm always, <laughs> I'm always uh, fascinated with the idea of having like these micro pay per view matches during a regular weekday. Like AEW does it all the time. We're about to buy tickets to one of those events. I I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) AEW does it all the time. NXT. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. NXT does it all the time with like Great great American Bash and in the house stuff. Um, No, listen. I I wish the WWE would do it. I wish the main roster would do it. Well, they do it with King of the Ring. That's like really the only thing I can think of when they do that kind of thing. But that wasn't even like a. That was just a tournament. Right. Going on during SmackDown. It wasn't like this is SmackDown's tribute to the troops or whatever. Or if they did it, if they did that, like the entire three hours, they could do that. But they, what Which they've the done, WWE haven't they done do that? Before? Is they will what, what, like have a King of the Ring on a Monday night, like the entire tournament. Oh, maybe back in the day, I don't, I don't. I'm, know. I'm trying to remember. If you, please, I don't, don't think Twitter, so. Twitter, let me know. The the I'm whole, I don't know the the whole. Uh, honestly, I'm still stuck on the baseball thing. I'm astonished. Get off the baseball thing. Constant. So wrestling, huh? Baseball. Cheaters. Let's talk wrestling. I have <laughs> outside the ring stuff, and then we'll talk inside the ring. Um, So before we started recording, I mentioned to you, did you see, and my exact words were, did you see Natalia no-sell no uh, Liv Morgan at the live event? And you said no. And I would like to show you uh, in real time this video. So I'm going Please. to share my screen with you. There's There's really no sound needed. I just want you to look and see. Let's see here. This is fascinating stuff. Can you see my screen? Yes, I can. All right. So now there's not going to be any audio. I just want you to watch what happens here. So Natalia off the rope. Liv Morgan with her finisher. Natalia rolls, covers. Three count. Natalia then gets up immediately, points at Liv, says some nasty shit, and then rolls out. Oh. Absolute no sell. Absolute no sell. So now, people are, are up in arms <laughs> all over social media, and uh, this is not just the fans, but apparently she has major heat with uh, WWE writers and producers. 
due to her backstage behavior. Uh, Ringside News was told that Natalia has developed a reputation of being, quote, more and more of a problem with producers and writers. Uh, there's a lot of the story going around other than her just no selling Liv Morgan's finisher at this WWE live event. A tenured member of the writing team informed us that Natty was a serious problem backstage. So bad that several producers and writers were talking about whether they go straight to Vince McMahon, observe protocol and go to Bruce Pritchard. Uh, go, go to Bruce Pritchard, period. Since John Laurinaitis is gone, that was the real question. They also considered going to the husband, TJ Wilson. Uh, as a courtesy and see if he can get involved since she's being unprofessional and harassing the writers and producers. We were told that Natalia was complaining that she's she gets it she gets her role and understands what's needed, but she's treated like a jobber. Let me stop there before I fin- uh, finish reading this article. I agree with that statement. You agree with the statement. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that it see if you agree with that. I agree with it also. I'll, I'll just stop right there. <laughs> I agree with it also. Uh, she kept pushing for answers. But then when she gets in front of Vince McMahon, she baby faces Vince and go- does the old quote, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm fortunate to be here for so long routine. Um, we were told that her no selling of the Liv Morgan's finisher in Sacramento was unprofessional and got squashed quickly because Natty probably knew she exposed her rotten attitude with that moment that was caught on tape. It was not a good look. And Natalia really didn't explain it well on social media. Producers and writers have had their fill of Natty's constant games. They had a, a lot to handle uh, already. And the veteran superstar certainly isn't providing a great example for the younger talent. Um, I agree on both sides. I think she should get more than she's getting. But with that being said, I've never seen Natalia as a as a main event person. With that being said, I've never seen Liv Morgan as a main event person, but she has the belt. So, But Natalia also had the belt at one point. At one point. At one. <laughs> one. One point. Yeah. Um, I, I, do I don't agree with she, those statements. I don't think is she, I think I agree with her statements. I agree with the other people's statements. If, if you're going to job, I mean, if you're going to, I guess, job, as she puts it, um, still a shitty look to, especially on when, when, wh- what did she think was going to happen at a live event? Nobody was going to have a camera out to record that. Yeah. They don't got <laughs> yonder bags there. Come on. It's just, <laughs> just a bad look. It's a very bad look. Um, speaking That's of an interesting, that I don't I don't get that. I didn't I never saw Natty as that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially also since they they are very low on not, not very low, but they are low on women's talent, top women's talent. And so this is a great time to push new talent like Liv Morgan uh as a top face. But at what point does someone like this and I, you know what? She should actually make this part of her character. I think if if anything else, if nothing else, um, make her like the, uh, the bitchy, the bitchy character, and just and, and maybe she'll get over. Who knows? She needs something I'm else. Okay with that. She needs something else. I, it's been way too long. Like you know, people evolve, people change, characters change. You have to do that. The greats do it. Um, it, it maybe she needs like a new thing. She um, needs to uh, straight up Bill Burr Philly rant her professional wrestling career. Go on. She just needs to absolutely scorched earth heel style on all of the crowds. She be go, you guys are worthless. Your fucking team suck too, dude. <laughs> she going Pat McAfee? Is that what she's, <laughs> she's doing? Like, no, okay. that was that. That a was heel, a Bill Burr. A heel. Oh, Bill Burr. Another uh, the Boston night. I have two things I do want to talk about. 
Sure. First thing, speaking of Natty, before we get off that topic, mm -hmm. uh, did you see what Jim Ross commented on Twitter on on Natty's? Um... He apparently is shooting a shot. Good. You know what? Good for good old Jr. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Jim. I don't see it going anywhere. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. But uh, shooting the shot for Jenny, huh? I mean, who would? Who wouldn't? <laughs> who would who not? Would if? Oh. Uh, who would not? The second thing was, uh, I want to talk about Pat McAfee really quick. Please. He has a match at SummerSlam against Baron Corbin. He does. Happy or not, still Baron Corbin. Mm. SummerSlam is where this year? Nashville. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. Nashville, home of the Tennessee Titans. The Titans. All right. Tennessee Titans, pretty sure division rivals with the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, go on. The Tennessee Titans, who, when Pat McAfee went to uh, announce a draft pick for the Indianapolis Colts in Nashville, he got incredible heat from the crowd. Hmm. Incredible. Yeah, it's a little different, though, now. He's in, it is. He's a different role. Still Nashville. Uh, I know. I know. Unless he gets on the mic and says something. I mean, he's he is the face in this match. And it, absolutely. I'm just worried about that one fact of that. It, it is Nashville. Right. So you never really know. I, th I think he's still he'll still get over. I think he's still get over. We'll see. I mean, that'll, that'll be uh, quite the dynamic. <laughs> People are cheering for Happy Corbin. Um, I hope it goes Rock, uh, Rock Hogan style. Or they Corbin just switch roles. They switch roles. <laughs> Happy Corbin becomes a fucking face real quick. When the hell has <laughs> Happy Corbin ever gotten cheered? Uh, let's talk about, since we're talking about uh, just hatred, uh, let's talk about Seth Rollins and his real-life beef with Matt Riddle. So this match, which nobody thought would happen since... Ever. Ever, because he said so, <laughs> as in Rollins, said that he would never fight uh, Riddle, uh, is happening. And... I, I like the fact he posted on social media something I, I'll say right now, but uh, actually it already happened. Technically, it technically already happened. Yes, it happens technically last night on uh, uh, yeah after, after Raw went off the air. Exactly, <laughs> but uh, officially will happen at SummerSlam, and I wish that they delved more into the past. And I appreciate Rollins putting this post on social media because it does remind everybody of what had happened. Uh, in the past. So if we delve back way back the draft of 2020 and Rollins had made it clear that he had no interest whatsoever in squaring off against Matt Riddle. Yes. Um, the beef was very real. Uh, it all started when Riddle's ex-wife who hence why it's now squashed Riddle's ex-wife body shamed Becky Lynch in a now deleted Instagram post. I mean, how could you, though? Say it again? How could you body shame Becky Lynch? Uh, let me see what... I'm, I'm going to the link where she originally posted. Uh, she said calling out multiple... I wouldn't be surprised if it said tweet has been deleted. Well, it was deleted. Um, but since we have technology, calling out multiple main roster divas over the past couple of weeks for being straight, skinny, jiggly, fat. Not saying they're beautiful, just saying... Squat. It's funny because they have multiple female wrestlers that have asked to train with me. Each one of them look great in their gear. Clearly, they know what they're doing. 
all females freaking squat and go hard. I do not have many photos of my rear end in minimal clothes besides these two. Here's a comparison of time, not caring, blah, 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 blah. Um, I've seen them. So she basically she ranted. <laughs> she ranted and raved. Um, have you seen those pictures? She is jacked. She is jacked. She's on it. It's really fucked up to say she she looks like her body looks like Matt Riddle with tits. <laughs> she looks like Matt Riddle with tits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me before she kicks my ass. Um, yeah. So anyway, the post was deleted and uh, <laughs> post has been deleted. Um, so, yeah. So now they're, they've, they've squashed the beef. He posted um, on social media. I've hated this guy for a long time. Nashville is going to be a reckoning. Hashtag SummerSlam. Hashtag Rollins versus Riddle. Reckoning? Is he joining the Judgment Day? Yeah, really. Jeez. Speaking of uh, things that make no sense whatsoever, I'm still trying to get. Yeah. I'm still trying to wrap my my mind around the Judgment Day. And a side side note: watching Raw yesterday live for the first time. I usually watch it recorded, but watching it live for the first time yesterday, and not being able to sometimes fast forward through the cringy parts uh, is is a lot. And so. When you watch, when, when I watch Raw and I watch AEW, obviously two totally separate products. But some of the things one's good, <laughs> one is the good. Other one's on the other one's on Monday. One, <laughs> there are certain moments like the the top of the hour uh, segments are great. They're fine. Raw fine, but it's everything else in between. Like the match that they had last night with that that had Asuka in it, and then it combined the twenty four seven title in there. Just what a shit show, man! And if we can just also teach Dominic Mysterio how to do a promo, that'd be great. I don't ask for much. I just ask for the little things. And when it comes off as basic one-on-one, it's not a good look. And it just seems like, God, what what are we doing? What are we doing here? Um, you know who can cut a better promo already? Now, that? granted, he has had experience somewhat, but not in this particular industry. Who's that? Logan Paul. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, he plays into it. Yeah, if you watch, like, if you saw the, what a weird. I guess, I guess, quote unquote, the main event of last night. That was weird. Which TV. they did that last night main event style. Yeah, I don't, I it, don't get that. It just ended. It ended on a on a bad note. It was just a bad like down, uh, bad way to have an uptick for a, a finale of the of the night. Yeah, there was no need for Champa to get in there. And what did, what do we do with Champa also? What, what have we done with him? I thought they were going to make it a tag match. I thought fucking Teddy Long's music was going to. <laughs> Hey, player. Logan Paul. Hey, player. You are in a tag match with The Undertaker. Just like Clinton. <laughs> Bill Clinton is the GM. Um, no, that's more. You're more raspy with Bill Clinton. You got to go, Logan Paul. There you go. <laughs> you're going to be in a tag match. The Usos. With The Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> that, was pretty good. that was good. The Usos have achieved a uh, milestone as seen on uh, the WWE's. Uh, they have, uh, let's see here, currently the Unified Tag Team Champions. They re- reached an historic uh, uh, milestone. They took to Twitter, officially announced that the Usos have been the SmackDown Tag Team Champions for exactly a year. Um, Bravo. Yeah. and this Shout is out the Bloodline. Their fifth reign. It's going to start crumbling after SummerSlam, if I'm being honest. I can't imagine it won't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the last man standing match. I know. Yeah. Seems taking a break for a while. Uh, yeah. Also, or let's say November ish, ish, sometime around Thanksgiving. Since it's on the where fourth. he debuted ten years ago, yeah, right. and his cousin debuted twenty six years ago. 
Something like that. Full circle, full circle. Um, <laughs> since it's on the forefront of my mind here, uh, the promos that are, or the, the vignettes that have been cut with this mysterious uh, gentleman showing all the edge. old school, yes, Edge. Um, edge. Uh, showing all the old school, uh, I guess, opponents that he's defeated. Um, I still, and I'm, I'm taking taking this topic and I'm trying to combine another topic. I still want to know what or if they have explained or will explain why Edge was kicked out of Judgment Day. Sometimes WWE does, and wrestling, not even WWE, wrestling, AEW's done it also. Wrestling will do the storyline and then just immediately change it up and not explain why things happen the way they happen. Yet. Yet. But how how long do we have to wait? Are we going to do this thing where we we get to do, like, you get to explain it when Judgment Until- Day is about to break up? <laughs> This is when it happens until you have to give it at least until you see the person you see that person who got turned on at least cut a promo or in the ring and cut a promo for the first time after the breakup. So that's why I give this judgment day thing until the first time we actually see edge on television and he cuts a promo about it. Okay. If in that promo he mentions nothing about it, then I have a huge problem with it and it made zero sense whatsoever. And you still have Metalingus <laughs> Metalingus's version of the Judgment Day song, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm almost certain is them. Like I'm pretty sure it is the same people that do Edge's theme music. Is it? I think so. Don't quote me on that. Also, if I'm being honest, not looking at my phone to confirm that. So we're gonna go with yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I I'm equating this, <laughs> I, I'm equating this group to retribution. Like I, I, retribution was kind of like the this not that they're destroying things around around the ring, but that it just has no purpose. There's really is there's no pur- purpose whatsoever, and I feel horrible that these two guys who are amazing in the ring have come down with this awful gimmicky storyline and one of their members is now out with uh with you know brain injury i just want to call a spade a spade here let's be honest besides dx the og dx name one faction in history Mm. that has had a woman and been successful that for some reason pro wrestling can't seem to figure out how to incorporate both men and women into a faction. Judgment Day, it didn't work. The NWO. <laughs> the NWO had 50,000 people. That's I why mean, I said DX, I'm, because I'm DX was three people. China. Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. It was it was Sean, it was Hunter, it was China. It was technically four, but yeah, good. Who? Rick Rude. Yeah, that's true. It was Rick Rude. But yes, about Rick. As, far, as far as women. No, we don't. We don't. We don't observe Rick. He was OG. He was OG, but then he did the unthinkable, and apparently was on the on the same night. The only person to be on <laughs> the same night on two different two different shows. You're talking like a person that acknowledges Pete Best as the Beatles guitarist, a uh, drummer. Okay, uh, come on, dude. Think with your head. Not, not with my what? <laughs> Finish that. Think with your head, not with your brain. There come you on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, any other just, it doesn't seem to work out at all. Factions with. Can you even name a faction with a woman in women it? And women that were successful. Retribution. Successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying successful. Successful, none. Can you name any? No, no, I'm thinking of successful ones. Um, 
I can't name any other than Retribution, if I'm being honest, and DX and NWL. Dark Order. Oh, okay. Where's the success in Dark Order? Anna J. But <laughs> well, where is the I'm success? Stretching. Brody Lee was the success of of Dark yes, Order. He, May he rest his peace. May rest he in rest peace, in yes. peace. Yes, he was a the success. Uh, I, you're right. That, that's something to think about. I, I would love to ponder that even more when we have time. When we have time, that's huh. just can't. It just doesn't seem to freaking unfold that way. Well, I mean, we can't speak on this yet until. Rhea comes back. Until Rhea comes back and then Edge comes back. Right. By the way, did you see that picture of Rhea with the heart monitor over her leg? I did. Really? I did. That was kind of concerning. Yeah, very concerning. Yeah. Like just I like, hope oh, she's okay. Sudden turn for her. Just yeah. Best wishes to her. Um speaking of injury, uh this guy, again, like just can't seem to get it right. Uh this past uh Friday on Rampage. Uh, private party taking on uh, the Lucha Bros. Ray Phoenix busts his ankle. Yeah, I heard it was like a freak accident. Yeah, too. it was basically just on a on a uh, atomic drop, and yeah. Uh, yeah, he basically and he started walking away. He was limping. Like basically, like, like carry him out. Um, and he, he just can't seem to catch. Where what, were they? What were you gonna do? I, this was. Uh, where, where were they in Dynamite? It was <laughs> um, Fighter Fest, right? Yeah, uh, I was down south. I think Fighter Fest night night two. I was going to say if it was up here, like up in the northeast, there anywhere in the northeast region, I would say Ray Phoenix should never come up here. <laughs> um, not once ever again in his life because he just has bad luck here. Let's go to let's see, uh, Savannah, Georgia. There you go, Savannah, Georgia. So the East Coast. Just stay away from the East Coast. They'll be all right. Yeah. But yeah, also, exactly. I mean, in all seriousness, he—he he, do you see the man wrestle? I mean, this is what he does. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you expect? <laughs> like him, Jungle Boy, these you know, Darby, like these guys who's fighting tonight. These guys do what they do, and you know, I guess damned the injury. Uh, you know, get get what you can get in now, and then we'll you know take care of the rest later. You can't. You cannot compare Darby to either one of those people. <laughs> To Jungle Boy or Ray Phoenix, what Jungle Boy and Ray Phoenix do are completely, completely separate from from the two of them. Darby just hurls his body at people. Yeah, whichever way he can do it. If it's a technical way, okay. If it's just actually throwing himself at another human being and say, "Catch me," mm-hmm. he'll do that too. But at least Ray Phoenix and and I'm not taking anything away from Darby. I fucking love it. I would love for him to be a little more safe in the ring. You know, don't go jumping off a 20-foot ladders on top of a six-foot ring and then, you know, uh, crash into a bunch of chairs on top of a person who is having some court trouble. <laughs> uh, who are you talking about specifically? That's <laughs> yeah, it's a very exact uh, description. Yeah. Uh, just off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, just Jungle Boy and, and, and Ray Phoenix – they have more precision to their skill set, hmm. I should say. Do you think people? Not a, a completely quick side note. Do you think people have recognized that? I feel like Darby Allen has just like fallen off of the radar in recent weeks. That's yes, far. and I think that's on purpose. And I think they keep on parading Christian out there for that reason. The pop. Let's be honest. The pop when you hear Tarzan Boy for the first. No, time, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Darby Allen. Oh. Uh, I feel like Darby Allen has kind of like been like 
pushed down a little bit as far as like, no i just don't think that they had any they were trying to get to something with malachi in the house of black mm-hmm. and then they just had to wait for it to get there i think what we're seeing now we can't really judge per se dynamite and rampage because this is their first real uh all hands on deck shift due to injury mm. Right, because if you think about it, CM Punk being injured, Brian Danielson being injured, it fucked up a lot of storylines. Yeah. Right. So now you have to replace those storylines with Punk, with Mox, and who even knows if Brody King was even going to have a if if Punk had stayed healthy, I don't think Brody King, eh, maybe not this quickly, but I don't think Brody King would have had that quick of a, a title shot right. against Punk. He might have. Who knows. But everything just had to get twisted on his head. The same thing with the WWE. Yeah. With Cody. Like, Cody just fucked everything up. That's why I'm giving the Judgment Day a little bit more time to, to settle and then Edge come back and all that because it, the reason why everybody turned on Edge has to be because of Cody. It has to. Hmm. I, that's also probably why Theory won the freaking Money in the Bank uh, contract. But the, it, st- reports on that one have that Cody was not going to win it. To begin with, he was never set to win it. But the way he said it in that promo video, right? No, I know. I, I, I'm just saying what uh, multiple reports have said that Cody was never to be the one to win it. Um, speaking of which, uh, let's since it's been several weeks since, really quickly, thoughts on Money in the Bank? I I liked it actually. I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a I thought it was a solid pay per view. The WWE, the WWE, they do know how to do one thing forever, essentially, and that is put on a good pay per view. Mm. Their their pay per views always they they always live up. The wrestling is always good, and they don't have to have that bullshit fodder in between, which is the reason why we don't like Monday Night Raw all that much, all that often. And SmackDown too. Sometimes SmackDown can get kind of fucking dull. But you, it's, Money in the Bank was good. Uh, I I enjoyed, Uh I I really enjoyed uh, Liv Morgan. I thought Liv Morgan cashing in was was a good call. I don't understand per se why it was on Ronda. I guess they probably already had something for Bianca going into uh, Money in the Bank. Her storyline was going to progress with Becky. But. Uh, it's 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 funny to think about this. I'm going to tell you all of the people who have pinned Ronda Rousey in the middle of a wrestling ring, mm-hmm. who have defeated Ronda Rousey in a wrestling ring, and that's Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. and Liv Morgan. <laughs> I know that's where it kind of gets like ah, uh, I get it. I I don't know why she was in that heel hook for so long or the uh what is it called god damn it what is it foot lock no it's ankle not. lock that's a fucking ankle lock there, there Jesus Christ there I got a layoff I got you <laughs> got a layoff uh yeah I I don't understand why she was in it for so long mm-hmm. but I guess make Ronda not look as weak but that's the point of money in the bank like you gotta strike while the iron's hot absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah, but listen, the I, I agree with everything you just said. The, the Money in the Bank, the, the pay-per-view was actually really good. Um, Liv Morgan winning it was great at the beginning of the night. Um, we had uh, just, uh, Theory losing to Bobby Lashley. We have a new uh, United States champion. We should have known when he lost that belt what was going to come up uh, later in the night. Uh, Bianca Belair defeating Carmella in an in a okay match. For the um, first of many matches. For the first of... as as WWE does first of many. Um, the match of the night, uh, probably uh, up there with at least top five matches of the year uh, for me, uh, Usos and Street Profits. I do not agree with that statement for okay. one purpose only. Sure. The end. Okay. I, 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 I'm not talking about... I, okay. I like it I'm, for storyline purposes. Just go for the match. I'm just talking about the match itself. Yeah, that I, match was fucking awesome. I hear what you're saying. However, the end is like it does put a, a damper on it. I get it, but the match itself, I and I, now they're going with it. Like on Raw, they keep on going. Yeah, with it. it's, it's a stupid. It's a stupid. Shit. Yeah, it's a stupid trope. Um, it's good for like a one off, but now they're making it part of the whole storyline. I get it. I get it. Match though, I'm I'm five out of five. Uh, Natalia and Ronda, that was just a match just to set up what was about to happen. Like it really wasn't like any purpose to the match. The match was okay. Um. Other than you know, what what happened after said match immediately with Liv Morgan's music hitting and then her immediately cashing in and doing what the what, uh, what you mentioned commentator before. table yes had that camera on them yep and and they released that footage on on the WWE socials mm-hmm. and that was awesome just watching Pat's eyes light up and and all the wheels turning in his head at the same time going. Oh fuck! This is happening. This is actually happening now. <laughs> you could get like awesome. you get like genuine reactions from him, especially like when, when he has no clue, and then he comes on the show on his show, and he's talking about like I had no idea, like the whole thing with uh, with um, uh, when his, Michael Cole his had viral run with Cena, with Cena, the the whole yeah. thing with uh, uh, Cena's Sasha Banks. here, Cena's here, <laughs> Sasha Banks and Where? Uh, and Naomi. <laughs> Where? <laughs> The whole thing with him and Sasha Banks and Naomi and Michael Cole announcing that whole thing and him just looking at him like, oh, okay, this is going to be a thing. Um, so yeah, love love his reactions. We have a new champion in Liv Morgan, and uh, couldn't be happier. And it's, I'm okay it, with it. That's yeah. what the purpose of the Money in the Bank contract is. The for. whole purpose, yes. Um, yeah, remember when uh, Theory lost? Uh, there was a reason he was the. I remember two weeks ago we or I said there was a TBD and we didn't know who the hell it was. It was Theory. No, it wasn't. Um, who was it? There was a full. There was a full slate of competitors in that match. Drew McIntyre, you had Seth Rollins, Riddle, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, Madcap, Sheamus. That was it. Omos. Madcap was that TBD. Oh, was he? There was yes. Okay. And then right at the end, right before the match started, Adam Pearce came out and said, "Well, it turns out there's going to be another entrant into the Money in the Bank ladder match." Got it. Theory. Oh, okay. All right. And then everybody's like, "Ah, fuck." There we Theory's go. gonna win. And then <laughs> in my head, I go, "All right, fuck." Theory's gonna win. See, in theory, theory in, in theory, in theory, theory, theory is a good theory. He theoretically, is, he, he's it's it's a weird conundrum with theory because he is now like Cena and Reigns getting pushed up the ass, you know, uh, all of our asses, and now he's a heel. So what do you do? You still boo him. You still you still say what to him every five seconds. He gets annoyed by that. 
but he's a heel. So and he's, that's the greatest part about it. I was about to say, I was just about to say it's like the best for him <laughs> is to be on the heel side, which is what probably I mean it, it worked out for them with with <laughs> Reigns and Reigns is now the heel and Cena keep going. Would, You're Cena, in my head right now. Keep going. Cena would have still been great had he did that heel turn, but um, Philly 2015 would have never happened if Roman Reigns was already a heel. Hmm. Right. He just would have been booed out of the building anyway. Right. But, and, now, but in that case, it would have been good heat. But now, see, but when you you know, go into the skid <laughs> with Reigns, it works out. Is it going to work out for theory? We'll, 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 I guess only time will tell. But it's the same. Both of those examples are examples of A, going into the skid, going into the skid, mm. and B, steering away from the skid. <laughs> yeah. And it worked out for both. It worked of them. out for both. So we'll see what happens with theory. Um, all that to say is that we have a new Money in the Bank winner, and that would be. Mr. Theory. And so uh, I I do love it. <laughs> I love the fact that it is they gave the they gave the briefcase to this guy who's getting pushed you know, rocket ship up the ass. And now he has this thing with Heyman where will I, won't I? Will I cash in? Won't I cash in at SummerSlam against these two guys? Um that's I think it's gonna be very cool to see because you, you know it's it's gonna happen. It can't like it just can't just end uh at SummerSlam and then you know see the the bottom third <laughs> the copyrights then fade out to black like there's, there's got to be theory involved in this they've built it up so much that they have there's no other way to go but into the storyline where he comes out with a briefcase and we'll see what happens i think this is the best way to put the title onto cody Rhodes. okay besides it being well the best way would have been seth rollins uh yeah, winning money in the bank which is what i had predicted okay but if it's not, this is a really good way to get the title off of Roman and onto Cody Rhodes. And I also would not be, I wouldn't mind Theory only cashing in on the WWE title. Okay. To split the titles. Split again. the titles up. Nice. I said, Vince McMahon, I, Vince McMahon said I could do this. Vince has other problems that he should be worrying about. Not your uh, your title reign. What are you talking about? I don't know. Um, let's quickly go over. Uh, it was Money in the Bank. Awesome pay per view. Hush, uh, Money in the Bank. I, but I, <laughs> I should meet you, but that was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, really quickly, the lineup for this Saturday's. Okay, no. <laughs> I'm muting your ass. This Saturday's. <laughs> This Saturday's, uh, if anybody's interested, uh, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, uh, AEW, AEW presents Ring of Honor. It doesn't say that. I'm just putting that in there. Um, five matches on the card so far. We have the Women's World Championship match with Mercedes Martinez taking on Serena Deeb. That should be a good one. Uh, FTR and the Briscoes, two out of three falls. That should be a really good one. Uh, Wheeler U versus two out of three falls match. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be amazing. That was established on, uh, I believe, Dynamite. Uh, Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia. Another banger. Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal. Uh, this entire card, actually, I'm looking forward to. Jonathan Grisham versus Claudio Castagnoli for the World Championship. Um, listen, I'm, I'm down for all, four, all five. New. I'm down for all five. Me uh, too. I mean, I'm not going to pay for it, but. I might. I might just find a stream and <laughs> just go at it. I um, might, but I also just might go on Twitter and keep on refreshing and see what's going on. See what's going on. So there's that's Ring of Honor. Uh, let's see here quickly. Dynamite uh, Fighter Fest Week One. Anything of particular note? Warlow and Orange Cassidy. Um, 
people are upset online that Warlow looked weak against Orange Cassidy. Wouldn't that be great for Cassidy? Like, are we trying to like make this even so it doesn't look like a like a squash? Like, it's every single match with Warlow going to be a squash? Like, it can't be that way. Otherwise, it gets boring. Yeah, I don't want everything to be a squash. I just I don't. I don't understand why people are upset by the fact that he looked weak against Cassidy. Cassidy. I did read great. something that. Uh, he, uh, Wardlow already surpassed one of Goldberg's undefeated streaks. Did he? I think Goldberg. Oh, because he counted all of it. All of his matches did he happen within a, a year or so? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, and he was undefeated for that time. All hundred. Wardlow and some has been undefeated for over a year. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had as many matches. He's not undefeated overall. He's not undefeated overall, but he is undefeated in the past like year and a half or whatever it is. I would love if WWE and they will never do it because it doesn't exist if they could take every single match that Goldberg had just do like a, a quick like time lapse video of all 160 and oh matches that he had which they had to be because there wasn't that many nitros <laughs> to go around or thunders uh, I want to see thunder, oh, Jesus yeah Thursday thunder uh, I want to see all those matches put them all on a, on a clip and get them all out and we'll see what happens. Um, let's see here. Luchasaur. Christian Cage is the biggest dick on the planet, and I love it. I'm, I'm all for it. Christian um, Cage is single-handedly, uh, single-handedly the peop- made the world forget about MJF. He, did. <laughs> he stepped in that role pretty pretty well, man. Like He's such an asshole. He really he is made the biggest asshole be forgotten about. If you can talk about, if you can go one week and then talk about, to, to Matt Hardy's face, about his brother <laughs> and him being the sober one and then the next week talking about brian pillman to brian pillman's son i, I listen i you got an asshole in the, in, not in the making in here I, he's a, he's such a great heel he really is you like know what he should have done if he wanted to get crazy heat mm. come out in rochester and shit on the dark order <laughs> in front of Brody lee <laughs> jr imagine. oh god uh your dad sucked imagine that <laughs> jesus christ jeez oh, Oh gosh! Um, to a nine-year-old, or however old he is, I don't know. Would you feel shitty if you were QT Marshall and your angle, your current angle, was uh, I'm playing up to a ten-year-old and getting beat, getting my ass beat by a ten-year-old? I mean, this—he is really the reason why Dark Order is still Dark Order. I which would, is, which is kind of a shame I because I really do like shitty. Dark Order. I would feel pretty shitty. However, there's two things that would vindicate me. Number one. The backstage presence that QT has behind, you know, behind the scenes sure. is incredible. He's one of the big. He's like number three or mm-hmm. number two in all of AEW. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, bro, his swag with those bowling shirts is fucking <laughs> untouched. <laughs> the bowling shirts are are just magical. Um, <laughs> Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm, oof, but oof. the the epitome. I, I cracked up, especially because watching dynamite while high i cracked up when i heard their team name thunderstorm Thunderstorm? is the greatest sports entertainer tag team name it's so 80s i said that on the show weeks ago you talked about thunderstorm weeks ago yes thunderstorm yes and you go ah i see what you did there oh but i thought that was when you said i thought it was like a kind of like a you put it together your own unless you you were part of the writing team and, and suddenly they now just... here's where the timeline gets a little bit iffy in my head because officially I can't remember if i heard it on a podcast somewhere before you finish radio, that thought possibly on sirius xm shout out busted open thunderstorm was actually 
this past Dynamite was when they officially came out with it. Because Shivani had recognized it. And I had done it a couple weeks ago. Okay. At least three weeks ago. I, I now remember you doing this, yes. Yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure I said it first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. However, you, you it did. was not on the air. <laughs> okay. The people who did say it first was busted open. I did hear it on there. And okay. in my head, I heard, uh, I said it because it's thunderstorm. It's pretty much writes itself. And I said it in my head and I heard them say it and I go, motherfuckers. Mm. It does write itself. It is we very. Could have, we couldn't have recorded earlier this week. So eighties WWE. Uh, Anna J against Serena Deeb. Oof. Um, yeah, just a, oof. Yeah. Uh, let's oof see here. Right. Uh, By the way, why is no one asking Anna J about what's going on with Jungle Boy? Because wrestling. Also, you want to know what broke my heart? Mm. Ty Conti somewhat turning heel on Anna J. I fucking. I almost sobbed. Crying. No, see, I didn't. I didn't get that. I. I I got that she's trying to recruit her for Jericho appreciation. Yeah, but do you think Anna's going to leave the Dark Order? <sighs> you imagine that she would be the push that she would get? Yeah, but she... Uh, it's obviously Dark yeah, Order but, or Jericho appreciation. Jericho appreciation society right now is probably the biggest faction in, in AEW. So why not join that? It's it's almost... It's getting to like NWO levels because it's, it's so many people in it now. Um, I think she That would, is true. I think she would be great. I think uh, I feel like the Blackpool Combat Club is more NWO. Um, okay, I'm just talking about sheer numbers of of people. All these factions. Yeah. There, there's not one person that's not in some sort of faction or tag team, other than possibly uh, uh, Adam Page. Yeah, he's like a nomad. He's a nomad. <laughs> he roams the earth. Please uh, welcome Nomad. <laughs> Add <laughs> the tag team. I was speaking of uh, matches of the year. Um, more tag team uh, matches with Young Bucks, Swerving Our Glory, and, and Team Taz. Like holy shit! I love that. Any any time. I mean, I'm I'm in my house going fight forever. Like this this match was absolutely insane, and uh, the storyline being told with Swerving Our Glory and will they will they won't they turn on each other and they win the whole thing. So we have new tag team champions in Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Um, needless to say, Keith Lee made the right choice, and also Swerve too. Uh, in in their careers, instead of Adam Cole being managed managing Keith Lee, um, the two of them have reached <laughs> better success in AEW, and so is Swerve. So we can all agree now that the uh, Hardys were probably supposed to win the titles. I mean, the Young Bucks lost those quick. They did lose those quick. That was, that was really quick. <laughs> that was, That's what I'm saying. That was pretty cool. The Hardys were probably supposed to win the titles. Hmm. It's not a shame, though. Like, I, I feel. I mean, I feel bad for um, for Jeff, but I really, really, really feel bad for Matt. <laughs> like, I really feel bad. Like, you've, you've sacrificed. This is all he's been waiting for. Yeah. Ever since the broken gimmick didn't take off the way he wanted it to, this is all he's been well, waiting Well, I, I, uh, right. You're right. And I feel like the broken gimmick was bad timing. Unfortunate timing for him because there was nobody in the arenas. This happened during COVID, yeah. so you, they met the the massive pop that he would have had had he come in and debuted the same freaking same night as uh, Brody Lee, and done that whole gimmick. It would it would have gone over. It didn't. He came up with this you know, the HFO, which didn't really take off for him. So you you sacrifice being the head of a group to to finally do what you wanted to do is get your brother over here and have another run. In another company, which God bless, that's amazing. Nope, that's that's so rare to do, and you've found a way to get that success because you're so good, and your brother has to kind of screw this up. I feel bad for Matt. 
Um, yeah, it's a unfortunate it situation. Is very. Um, so that, that is there was Fighter Fest uh, week one for Dynamite. Let's see here, fiftieth uh, episode of Rampage uh, was last Friday, and uh, Rattle- God damn, that's been almost. This, wait, so this Friday would be the f- last Friday one year. Last Friday was the fiftieth episode. Of, okay, of but that also means that this Friday would be the one year anniversary. There's 52 weeks in a year, correct? Or am I wrong on that? Um, do they? <laughs> there is 52 weeks. <laughs> so, okay. So you're saying that next Friday would be a year? Yeah, like this upcoming Friday. Not this upcoming Friday. It'll be 51. Are you saying this is the fifth? We're talking about. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> next week. Next week. That's on me, Matt. It is all good. <laughs> next week good. would be the one year anniversary of Dynamite. Correct. So why would you announce that it's the fifth? 50th because 50 is a, a, a big number yeah but one year i know because <laughs> it's two times to celebrate now you have the 50th and you have a year to sell I, I don't know it's two weeks apart listen <laughs> i don't know what to tell you I, I don't know oh this is why they did it call tony they now needed call something t- after the freaking fighter fest there you go. right yes. what can we do yes oh, okay yes it's, well rampage one year yeah which nobody right, we, nobody Thanks, will watch that tony. either like nobody watches us um <laughs> I had a uh, dark order uh taking on uh kings of the black throne um let's see what else there was that <laughs> that match yeah they got uh destroyed uh miro just miro miro's like the anti-hero here with this this whole thing with the the, the anti miro the man time you're gonna roll today i'm just on it with the puns love it uh lee moriarty and jonathan grisham awesome match um, it was a great match. I, like I was he- actually I like excited to see I like uh, some. I do too. And Brian Cage out of nowhere. I was like, oh shit. He's, he's By alive. the way, he's alive. I just want to point this out, Chris. Sure. If you decide for Halloween oh, Lord. to go as. <laughs> to get that octopus mask and go as the foundation, Jonathan Gresham. You won't you won't have to do much. I know. I really just a mess. <laughs> it's a mask. I might have to go to the gym, but it's a mask yeah. and a flag. <laughs> That's it. It's a mask That's and flag. You gotta and, do. and some trunks. And, and then a red robe. It really is. That's it. I think nobody a red cutoff robe. You That's have to it. really be in the cut as far as a wrestling fan to get what who I'm going as. Otherwise I'd be explaining it to a lot of people. Who, who are you? <laughs> like don't worry about it. Uh if you don't know, you're not cool, man. You're not cool. Uh <laughs> I'm, I'm liking the Renegades, by the way. <laughs> Charlotte and Robin, I, I think they're very cute. I'm a big fan of Twin Magic. Twin Magic. Um, any form of it. The Bellas, the Hebners, anything. Uh, by the way, we, we were off when um, when the gun club turned on the acclaimed, and I, I had that little, I was like, oh, little little tear when, yeah. <laughs> and he had, when Aunt, when Mr. Bowen went to scissor, uh, pop a gun, and he got smacked for it. Um. And then the main event with Private Party and, and Lucha Bros and uh, the aforementioned Ray Phoenix getting getting injured uh, with that one, and Ray Phoenix uh, getting the win. Tough look for Ray. Yeah, yeah, but you they... know, but maybe work a hold once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how about that high flyer? Uh, yeah. So we have uh, Fighter Fest uh, Week Two, uh, the barbed wire everywhere match. Uh, um, I'm always afraid. With- What's the stipulation on that match? Oh, with the it, again, we we are going full sports entertainer with the shark cage above the ring and didn't barbed do, wire didn't, everywhere. Didn't he do the bar the shark cage? No, Enzo was in a shark. Enzo cage. was in the shark cage above above the ring. Above the ring, 
with uh so wait, wait so the entire jas is going to be in a shark cage. <laughs> so that means that means no. i just want to i just want to make sure i got this correct you sure uh daddy magic matt menard yes cool hand Ange, angelo parker sure daniel garcia uh-huh jake hager jake hager's a big boy big boy sammy guevara and take conti and take conti yeah are all going to be inside a shark cage. How big is a shark cage? It should be like five, I don't know. five by I don't five. Know. It should really, really be small. Like it should be like comically small. Time out. Time out. Yeah. If you tell me that you haven't seen that video, that thumbnail for a video somewhere on the internet, you're fucking lying to me. Of what? Of five men with a girl that looks like Ty Conti in a shark cage? I have not. I have. <laughs> Send it to me. Because <laughs> 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 now I got to see this. Uh, let's see. So we talked about Ring it of Honor. It looks like the. All right, you know, if it's this ain't a PG show, I'll say it. It looks like the thumbnail for a porno. Okay. It surely does. All right, I gotta, I gotta type all just that like in now. just like that scene from This Is Us. Not This Is Us. That's a wrong one. This <laughs> is the end. <laughs> what scene in this Not is this us where they all in a in a shark cage i want to know what it is this scene. is this is the end that's what i meant <laughs> that's there you go oh right this, okay that's yeah that's a totally different movie Emma watson comes in totally different show yes yeah she says we're giving up a rapey vibe right. whoa, whoa, whoa. No, <laughs> well, anything anything about like that. <laughs> uh we've talked <laughs> I, I want to see that episode that the cut scene from this is us where they're all in the shark tank uh we talked during of honor we talked all right w. sharks this is my pitch <laughs> This is my pitch. Uh, I will give you nothing for that. Uh, AEW's talk. Let's let's really talk quickly, um, and then we'll wrap things up here with uh, Monday Night Raw opening up with your global ambassador Titus O'Neil in the most cringeworthy segment. I think of it's, it's got to be up there as top ten cringe, at least for me, cringiest uh, segments of Monday Night Raw. I thought he was pulling a, a Mark Henry salmon jacket he, type of thing. He couldn't explain. Mark Henry salmon jacket. Yeah. Mark Henry when he gave his retirement speech and then turned on John Cena. Oh, okay. Right, and they went heel. Right. Come yeah. on. All right. Uh, salmon jacket. I forgot about that. That's like the biggest thing about that. Well, about I mean, that, he him. is the biggest thing about that. But <laughs> but it's like the second biggest thing other than Mark Henry about that whole <laughs> about the whole thing. Yeah, I know you're right. Uh, now I I mean that with all due respect. Sure. One fat man to another. <laughs> Shout out, Mark. World strong. I was going to say, okay. All right. Let's see where you're going with that. Um, uh, 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 yeah. So he basically just went on a three minute choppy, forgetting script spiel about all inclusion and we will not talk politics or religion. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> and it just really came out of nowhere. And, and then he did his freaking floor. And yeah, it was just. It was weird, man. Like, it was just I, I would appreciate if they came out with the statement online. I would also appreciate if they did this that someone you know that could talk did it and kind of expressed it in a clearer way. I love that he has this new this career where he doesn't have to fight or get injured at all to basically get paid to travel the globe as an ambassador for this product. But it, it that this was just a weird <laughs> a weird way a weird and cringeworthy way of expressing uh the the values of of the company um it just kept going and it was it was just way too long uh we had a bianca Belair match uh and then becky lynch coming in pulling the uh, the charlotte flair and throwing the belt on the on the ground 
I liked how they replayed. I that. hate that. You hate it. I don't like. I just, you don't like the disrespect of the belt. I don't. I'm a. I'm a big stickler for old, the old ways of certain things. And if you can't, if you can't respect where this industry was, you can't respect where it's going. It's one thing if it was written in like this was the whole the whole spiel but when it's even that though i don't like that because it shouldn't be written in like it that's something you just it's taboo let's say <laughs> to me that's that, that should be taboo in the wrestling you're you're, go, you're going into it's real to me damn it Moment. yes okay take it easy man yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's me to you take it easy man <laughs> <laughs> um let's see here riddle getting ambushed by seth freaking rollins uh the aforementioned judgment day uh, I guess trying to force Dominic to join them, and, and then he said yes, and they kicked his ass anyway. I, I'm still, I, I will, I will take your lead on that, and I will wait till we see what Edge has to say, and then I'm, I'm out, I'm out now. <laughs> like this whole thing is just not working for me in the least bit. I, I'm completely turned off by this whole Judgment Day thing, and I would like to see where it goes. Well, I was like, going to be a tag match, but now it's just, it's a. I, I don't care. <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's either gonna be a six man tag match and they're gonna add another dude to the judgment day. Okay. Or Dominic's gonna join the judgment day. It should have been. And then Edge gets somebody. I think John it should, Cena. It should have still been some uh Champa. I don't know. Yes. Anything instead of Champa just being Mrs. fucking Bitch. Mrs. Minion. Yeah. Um Ezekiel uh losing to Seth freaking Rollins, Angelo Dawkins and Omos, of course, and sure the qualification. I'm sorry? You sure that wasn't Elrod? Elrod. Elrod, whatever his name is. <laughs> Freaking Elrod. I, you know what? I was also, by the way, it, during the um, uh, the KO show, the suggestion of, what was the name that he, I'm trying to remember the name that he suggested, that KO suggested for uh, their team. Uh, bro KO. Bro KO, thank you. Thank you for being there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Bro KO, I, I'm... I'm sad that that's not going to be a thing. That would have um, been pretty funny. But I mean, seriously, you, can't, you, you cannot trust KO at all. Anytime Matt Riddle is in any type of promo segment, I just giggle like a little boy. And then the fact that that uh, Corey has now just completely thrown away all all rules since since we're now, by the way, going to TV 14. We didn't even mention that. That we're going to yeah, uh, TV 14 that we could talk about weed. <laughs> and seeing Corey Gray exactly. saying that he vaped his head off or something like that. Um, bro, do you know how much Pat McAfee probably hits a vape pen or some shit in between? In between, uh, absolutely. Uh, he, he was playing golf at the ACC championship this weekend in uh Lake Tahoe last okay. week or whatever it was. Okay, and uh, he he so it's in Lake Tahoe. I don't know if you know the geography of Lake Tahoe, it is smack dab in the middle of uh the border of uh Nevada and, and California. Okay, I've been there. I have played golf there. It was amazing. I hit a coyote in the asshole <laughs> with a golf ball. What a random <laughs> off off a tee uh-huh. coyote in somebody's backyard. My dad goes, I think that's one of the coyotes. They said that we might see up here. Mm. Aim the other way. Okay. Twist my body a little the other way. I hear the ball go scampering off. I hear a knock like this, and then I hear, <laughs> and a fucking coyote dart right across the fairway. You bastard. I look at my dad, and he goes, 
I think you just hit that in the ass. <laughs> That's got to hurt. Okay, here you are. <laughs> yeah, I was scared of my life. It's a fucking coyote, It's like dude. a bullet, though. <laughs> yeah, but a coyote. It's poor coyote. It's, go- it's going to eat me ass to dick. Are you crazy? That's how they do it. I think that might be bears. I might, have, I might have that mixed up. That is not a thing. There's your title for your show, From Ass to Dick. Uh, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a hunger coyote. Anyway, uh, uh, let's, <laughs> let's wrap this up with Raw. Point um, being, he was smoking weed the entire fucking time. The coyote? <laughs> wow. No, Pat McAfee was. <laughs> what a talented coyote. Uh, Veer Mahan done. I, we're, we've we've gone off the rail with that. Like now, now he's flirting with Sarah uh, Schreiber. It's just yeah, just put him with fucking Shanky and have them both dance. Yeah, have them both dance. It's, it just makes absolutely no sense. Um, it's hard to get over when you don't talk, <laughs> and that's just the way it is. It's always the way it's always been. Um, we did the the standard WWE. Uh, let's have a singles match into a tag team match. So Street Profits beat Omos and MVP after by by disqualification. Both both matches by DQ, freaking WWE. Uh, AJ Styles beating Theory by countout. Don't, don't really get countout uh, <laughs> uh, matches anymore. Uh, I guess the- we had one last week. Got a countout match last week. Yep, totally missed that. Uh, <laughs> Bianca and Carmella. Oh yeah, we're gonna use that like overdone now. Uh. Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Dana Brooke defeating Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, and Tamina. I, 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 I yeah. Asuka. And Yo, I was watching the Home Run Derby during that one. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah. You didn't miss anything. And then the main event of the night, which kind of just fizzled uh, with The Miz and Logan Paul uh, having their, their beef. Nobody's accepting Logan. The problem is, is that lo- nobody's accepting Logan Paul as a face. Um, I am. You, okay. We have two people. You and me. I, I, don't, I don't matter. <laughs> you and me. That, that's it. Three um, people, Steven also. Okay, Steven. I, we, yeah, we, accept Logan Paul as a face. And that's it. Smart people would expect would accept Logan Paul as a face. <laughs> that, that's it. You're a stupid idiot if you think <laughs> The Miz is a face right now. We just lost the entire crap. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that match. That match I'm actually looking forward to more so than freaking Judgment Day and, and the Mysterios. Uh, the card. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. Let's see, the, let's see the card here. So, Logan Paul, Miz, Riddle, uh, Seth Rollins, uh, the Mysterios versus Judgment Day. Uh, we have the Usos and the Street Profits with special guest referee Jeff Jarrett. I'm so happy for that. Interesting in that one. Uh, Lashley, it's just Nashville. It's probably just Nashville, and they didn't want to put uh, they didn't want to put Jerry in there. I really think that if if Jeff comes out with a guitar and just smashes someone over the head. Like if you like smash like Jimmy over the head, then have like Montez just hit the, the splash and win the belts. That that'd be a pretty cool. Uh, I want to see. I personally want to see Elias come out <laughs> <laughs> with the fake beard and all. Yeah. Uh, theory and Lashley for the belt, the U.S. title, uh, your SmackDown Women's Championship uh, with Liv Morgan take it on Ronda Rousey. Lord, I, I don't know if this is going to be like the world's shortest uh, title reign, but we shall see. Uh, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch for the, the Raw women, and then Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at last man standing. Last match, last time ever, last man standing. Last, last, last. That is it. That is it. Yeah. Wrapped up two it's going to be a well. great next couple weeks of wrestling. Yes. I'm very much looking forward to it. Especially going into SummerSlam. That's yep. going to be awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of all things summer, since we started off this the show with in the summertime. Drums, please. Because it's hot as balls outside. So hot. Guys, thank you so much for listening. That is the show. Uh, we have SummerSlam coming up. We have Fighter Fest Week 2 in AEWs. Uh, I will probably for the first time want to talk about Ring of Honor <laughs> next week. Absolutely. Uh, the, the, the card actually sounds really good. Um, and that's that. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we head on out? Um, this is a deep cut, but my pick for the ending song for this show would have been Summertime by Lone Star. But I don't think anybody even knows what that song is. Yeah, nor do I, I even have it, so I apologize. Exactly. That's why it's such a deep cut. <laughs> such a deep cut. Yeah. Songs songs by Lone Star also include County Fair and Women Rule the World. Bangers. <laughs> Random. <laughs> Bangers by Lone Star. Oh, and Amazed. Amazed. You know the, that's, that's like their biggest hit. That is their biggest hit. Yeah. Yeah. Their yeah, biggest hit. All right. Please hit us up on Twitter. Uh, let us know what you think. Sons, uh, Sons of Slam show on Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Guys, thank you so very much. We will see you guys next week. Mr. Joe Black, sir. Nice to meet you. Ciao. We will see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Riding around in your Jeep or your Benzos or in your Nissan sitting on Lorenzo's. Back in Philly, we be out in the park. A place called the Plateau is where everybody go. Guys out hunting and girls doing likewise. Honking at the honey in front of you with the light eyes. She turned around to see what you beeping at. It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac. And with the pen and pad, I compose this rhyme to hip you and to get you equipped for the summertime. The Sons of Slam podcast.